welcome to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the perspectives and unique insights of the Commonwealth's most dynamic executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders. My name is Rick Moran, Marketing Director for the Pennsylvania Chamber. My name is Adam Frischer. I'm the Central Region Member Executive for the Pennsylvania Chamber. Our guest today is Joe Emmerich, Market Director for Johnson Controls. At Johnson Controls, Joe's team of over 200 professionals serve their clients with building automation, HVAC equipment, security and fire, technology integration, and ongoing services. We had a great conversation today with Joe. It was really interesting to learn so much about this this wonderful company and um, all the clients they serve. Uh, we get a little bit into obviously the COVID nineteen pandemic and the role of you know obviously HVAC is at the forefront of a lot of those discussions, and we get to learn how Joe and his team had to pivot and uh, support. Um, the healthcare industry and all other industries. We also get to talk a little bit about efficiency and what that means to Johnson Controls and it has multiple meanings um, across their business sector and how they like to do things. And it's, it was just a fascinating conversation. So with no further ado, let's get right to it. Here's our conversation today with Joe Emmerich. Well, good morning, Joe. Thank you for joining us today. All right. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, I look forward to the discussion. So, Joe, to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Johnson Controls and uh, their place here in central Pennsylvania? Yeah, great. So, um, yeah, so I'm Joe Emmerich. I serve currently as the market director for Johnson Controls for Central PA. I just started year 31 with the company, so it's hard to believe things have gone by so quickly. But I've held numerous roles over the years in operations, sales, and leadership. so who Johns Controls is, is, uh, you know, we're a manufacturer, installer, and provider of HVAC, security, and fire alarm life safety products. And when you think about a number of things, who we are, we start out with really our customer promise, you know, and that's to advance the safety, the comfort, intelligent of spaces and places to really power our customer's mission. You know, our values are really centered around integrity, being purpose-led, customer-driven, and future-focused. So we're a global organization, and we, again, as I said, we supply um, technology around HVAC, fire alarm, and security to um, the building sector. And then one thing that makes us unique is we're actually the, not only the manufacturer, but we install and service all the systems that we provide. You know, our history goes back a long ways. Um, we were founded in 1883 by Warren Johnson, and actually Warren Johnson was a school teacher. And he was the inventor of the first electric room thermostat. And really the reason why he invented that thermostat was he wanted to improve the learning environment for his students. As we think about where we are here today, almost 138 years later, the company, while it looks very different, we still maintain many of the things that really Warren Johnson started back in in 1883. So locally, you know, who is Johnson Controls in central Pennsylvania? I mean, we have... It's very unique for Johns Controls in Central Pennsylvania. I'll explain why. We've got over 1,500 employees in our region between the various counties in Central Pennsylvania. And that was really driven through an acquisition Johns Controls made back in 2005, where Johns Controls acquired York International. And that really allowed us to expand our line card from just a building control supplier to one of total HVAC solutions. So when you drive around Central Pennsylvania, you're going to see a number of our facilities throughout York. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is our JDEC facility down in Shrewsbury. And JDEC stands for Johns Controls Advanced Design Engineering Center. 
And this is an exciting building because it's one of the world's largest HVAC test labs, as well as it functions as an engineering center for many of our and all of our chillers. We have over 480 employees at this location. And I always like to point out, it's almost like a little mini United Nations. We have people from 30 different countries working in this facility. And their collaboration with our other centers of excellence around the world really provides a very unique environment for, for central Pennsylvania. You know, one of the things that's very exciting and proud about that site is the number of patents that our teams and individuals come up with, and that gets celebrated annually. So a tremendous amount of innovation. You go up the road a little bit to our ACE facility, which is our Airside Center of Excellence. It's a newly renovated building we just purchased within the last number of years. But this is where we manufacture and design our air handling products. So you think about those large HVAC units you see on roofs. Not only do we um, engineer those in York, but we actually manufacture those in York. So it's neat to see, you know, metal being put together in air handling units and being produced right here in central Pennsylvania. You know, the existing legacy York International Headquarters in Grantley was transformed over to our military site where we manufacture cooling equipment, many for the U.S. Navies as well as militaries across the world. But you think about the cooling equipment that goes on submarines and surface vessels within our U.S. military, that's all you manufactured in York, Pennsylvania. And then lastly, we've got a group in Waynesboro. It's called our Frick Manufacturing. It's an industrial manufacturing where we make uh, low-temperature cooling equipment that primarily goes into oil and gas manufacturing, food processing. But when you think about refrigeration, that's what's manufactured over there. So the last thing I want to point out is who we are is another compelling event that took place in 2016. And it was a big impact on our business here locally as our merger with Tyco. And you think about the Tyco brands like Simplex Fire Alarm, Grinnell Fire Protection, Software House Access Control, just to name a few. And that really allowed us to expand our, our low voltage technology line card to who we really are today, a provider of all technology goes into buildings to make them safe and sustainable for our customers. Clearly, Johnson Controls has a, a very big footprint here in central Pennsylvania and is significantly contributing to the, the economy. Joe, Speaking of significant things, you know, over the past year, COVID-19 has impacted all facets of our society. Uh, certainly the business sector has been significantly impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. As it relates to Johnson Controls, how has COVID-19 impacted your business? Yeah, it's really impacted us in, in significant ways, both our customers and employees. So, you know, the team that I lead and our, we're based out of the New Cumberland office and our team actually is the group that installs and services the equipment that's made in York and other places around the world, the fire alarm, HVAC, and security systems. So you think about, you know, when the world shut down, many of our customers still required us to be helping them service them. You know, the initial thing we did was for the office employees and the folks who could work remotely, we allowed those folks to, to work remotely and switch to using a lot of technology to allow them to stay connected with our customers. But we think about, you know, one of our strongest vertical markets being healthcare. This is something where we, we still needed to be side by side with our customers. You know, throughout Central PA, we serve nearly every healthcare system with, with one of our products or services. And I'll speak specifically about our HVAC teams that, you know, immediately were involved in needing to go in and retrofit a lot of the existing systems, the HVAC systems, because when patients came in with the COVID virus, we could not allow that to spread throughout the rest of the facility. 
So we immediately had to work with our customers to turn a lot of those spaces into negative air rooms. So none of that air would leave the room, but stay contained within the facility. It really, as leadership, you know, my number one priority is the safety of our employees. So we had to have a heightened awareness on the focus around safety, around new PPE and making sure that our field personnel had the proper PPE. Because we remember a year ago, a lot of stuff was hard to get a hold of. So that's where Johns Controls from a corporate level really came in to support our local offices with masks, hand sanitizer, and a lot of other specific things to help our employees stay safe. You know, the other thing from an innovation perspective, the pandemic really forced us to take a look at our line card. And especially in our security and fire areas, you know, we developed and modified a lot of our technology to come up with ways to use our security systems to monitor um, occupant temperatures as they're walking in the building. You know, systems that would monitor mask wearing and integrate these into a lot of the existing systems our customers had. So these are some new things that came really a year ago we weren't even thinking of to the level that we had to really start thinking about now. You know, as stated earlier, our mission is really around safety, efficiency, and comfort. And I think in 2020, the aspect of occupant safety really moved to the front of the priorities. You know, the other thing we think about is clean air. You know, one of the things is Johns Controls has always been in, in the business really since 1883, as I stated, making sure that we're providing comfortable, safe HVAC environments. But the whole concept of clean air took on a whole new meeting in, in 2020. So one of the things that we work with, especially when we talk about the K-12 vertical market, is how do we ensure when these students return back to the classrooms are going to be safe? So we have a product that's called our IsoClean unit. It's a portable HVAC unit that has HEPA filtration and UV light really to isolate and make sure that we're not introducing viruses into the classroom. It really combines, again, HEPA filtration, UV lights, to really just really contain any kind of airborne contaminants, including COVID. So right now we're working with a large school district in the region for this summer. We're installing 1,500 of these in their classrooms and our meeting spaces. Because this was a way, a unique way to make sure that each classroom and the students were protected. But one of the things as we looked at this, it wasn't about just selling a product. We really wanted to look at all the stakeholders. So you think about who's involved in a, in a K-12 project. You know, this is where, you know, the administration had budgets that they needed to maintain. The school board wanted to make sure that the students and teachers were safe when they came back, as well as to provide in this particular school district, it was a combination of suburban and urban schools. And historically, the suburban schools would typically get the, the newer systems where the urban would not. And they wanted to make sure that every student, every classroom was provided the same level of technology. And lastly, we wanted to consider the community as a stakeholder. And this is where we've engaged a certified minority contractor to come in to really demonstrate equity within the community to show that everybody is going to be able to benefit from this project and that even the students could see people from their community that are involved in developing and delivering this solution. So the other thing we did this was worked with the, um, the, IT, the IT group within the school district to really create a COVID clean air dashboard to make sure that when these systems are installed, they're both being monitored and documented so the administration knows that their schools are, are being safe when the students return. You know, it's, uh, I, I pointed out, it's, it was uh, stated earlier, Warren Johnson being a school teacher. And you think about, you know, 130 plus years ago, Warren started our company 
to really improve schools. And you think about here in 2021, Johns Controls, again, is the forefront of helping open schools. And I thought that was neat to think about. And we think about this global pandemic. And because we've been around for over 130 years, this is not our first global pandemic. We've gone through this before. And, you know, even though that we don't always remember the specific things that happened back in 1919, we know that the foundation that was built has really helped us be who we are today. Yeah, I think I think that's amazing. And you, may, you bring up a lot of good points. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's incredible how you came full circle. Um, one one uh, one word that, all, that comes to mind is I, I, I look at Johnson Controls as efficiency. Um, when I look at your product line, I you know, your, your social media, you guys are really at the forefront of being efficient, whether it's with technology, with uh, the climate or just the, the way you do business. Can you talk about um you know, a little bit about how, how that's one of probably, I'm, I'm assuming that's one of your core values. Well, it, it absolutely is. And I think, again, in my 31 years and I've, that I've seen, it's been one of the, the constants that I've seen. You know, we've got a group within our uh, organization called our Performance Infrastructure Group, where we go in and work with our clients to find ways to reduce their energy use, really all of utilities and cost spend and provide guaranteed savings. And you look at the outcome of that, what that does, because we think about sustainability. A lot of times the first things come to people's mind are wind, solar, but there's things as individuals, the most greenest energy you can provide is being able to save a kilowatt hour. So you think about when you're at home, turning those lights off when they're not needed, fixing that that leaky faucet, that can have a, a much greater impact and putting a solar panel on your roof or, or, or a wind turbine in your backyard. So those are things that we can do. But, you know, working with our customers, and we see a lot of our customers, especially a lot of our Fortune 1000 customers really coming out in higher ed, putting out mandates where they really want to reduce their carbon footprint and sustainability. Many are even talking about going net zero. And that's where John's Controls could have up to a 50% impact in the things we can do to helping our customers achieve that. You know, one of the products that we just rolled out in the last couple of years is our York YZ chiller. And this is a, a chiller is a device that provides cooling for commercial buildings. And this was developed down at our York JDEC facility. The thing that's unique about this unit is from two different areas. So we think about GWP, which is global warming potential. So the refrigerant that we're using in this chiller provides the lowest GWP for the environment. But at the same time, we're combining a lot of the technology from our magnetic bearing technology from an efficiency perspective to provide the lowest energy costs, which is really helping reduce the carbon footprint and not using as much electricity to make that cooling. You know, that's just one of the many examples of what we're doing from a product perspective to make sure that, you know, we're providing products and services that not only are going to impact the customer, but it's going to really have a great impact on the environment. Well, I'm glad you gave me some more fuel to use uh, when I tell my kids to turn the lights off or make sure that they shut the water off. Uh, now, now you're saving the environment. Uh, it's a, every every dad needs more 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 fuel to uh, get their kids to accomplish that task. Uh, but but I think that's great, and and you make a lot of really really good points. I think with uh, circling back to some of the stuff you said about COVID, I know and and how like really HVAC and all the products that you guys provide will will continue to impact that. I find now that. Here in Pennsylvania, as things are opening up and I'm going into a certain establishment, maybe that I haven't been in in a year, I find myself looking at the ceiling or looking around or looking for signs. And some of them, as some businesses have started putting up signs. So like we, we updated our HVAC or we, 
we have this uh, this new system coming or we, we already had this in place. Um, are you seeing that with some of your customers are trying to be a little bit more forward facing with with what the, what they're doing from an HVAC perspective? Yeah, I think, you know, when we look at our customers and we really consult with our customers, the first thing, it's it's really a three-tiered approach. But, you know, when we think about COVID, the first thing you want to look at is the ventilation. You know, this solution to pollution is dilution, we say many times, but making sure that you've got systems that are bringing in the adequate amount of outside air. But one of the things you got to be careful of is if you try to bring in too much outside air, you're going to have a, a huge negative impact on your building efficiency, the cooling and heating. So that's where we talk about looking at the static filtration. Do you have the right type of filters in your units to really filter out that air? So that would be the second area. And then the third area, like we're doing with the school district, is putting in the active uh, systems like our ISOCLEAN unit, where we're putting in the HEPA filter and the UV to be able to isolate those um, viruses to make sure. So it's really a three-tiered approach, and it's really consulting. The only thing I can tell you that's consistent in the HVAC business is every building is different. So you can't say they're just one cookie cutter that this is what you do. You really got to look at each building to make sure, number one, you know, you're not going to have issues with the efficacy or how the units are operating, but as well as you don't want to make sure that you don't want to harm the environment. Because I think one of the things people are going to see a year from now is because of the changes that were made, you're going to see your utility bills going up as people have just arbitrarily increased the ventilation. So that's where I think Johns Controls can come in and provide that consultative approach to really help them make the best decisions. You know, I think it's clear that Johnson Controls is very community minded. On a personal level, I know that you are very involved in the community and serve as a thought leader in, in various capacities. How do these experiences affect your role with Johnson Controls? Yeah, I, I think for me, it's a, as you said, it's both personal and business. And I think many times I, I really try to coach folks. When you when you try to get involved in these programs, you, you want to go in with the right mindset. So I'll give a couple examples of some local groups that we have, but maybe start, you know, from a national perspective. Johns Controls is very supportive with, we call our BRGs, our building resource groups. So as we continue to become a much more diverse organization, you want to make sure that we're providing support for these various groups around. So we've got African-American affinity groups, Asian-American, veteran women. And a lot of these tie back to our organizational health to make sure that people have a voice. And if there's unique things that come up that maybe some of us don't see through these BRG groups, the corporate provides us that ability. You know, locally, what we try to do is um, really try to connect a lot of these with our customers. And you know, the first one I'll talk about is um, I currently serve on the advisory board for the Penn State Hershey Children's Miracle Network. And we've been involved in this charity for, gosh, 25 years. But I think what it does is, um, you know, we serve Penn State Hershey with many of our products and services. It's number one, a way for us to give back. But for me, it's a way we talk about organizational health. So one of the things that um, CMN provides a lot of support, and I could talk for half an hour just on CMN, but you know, one of the areas that we support, it's an area called the Hummingbird Room. And what the Hummingbird Room is, is it's in the new children's hospital. And you might look at this on an architectural plan and think it's a very insignificant room. But actually, it's just the opposite. So, you know, many times those of us who've been, you know, blessed to have children, leaving the hospital is, is an awesome, fun experience, a new adventure. But, you know, for, for some families, because of situations that happen, it's not so well. And what the Hummingbird Room is, is a place where parents could take a very sick child, maybe a terminally ill child, 
you know, maybe to spend the last few minutes of their life. So what is that? How does that connect to Johnson Control? So at Penn State Hershey, Penn State Health Hershey, we uh, we provide service. We provided the chillers in the central plant to provide cooling. That chilled water is transmitted to uh, an air handling unit in a mechanical room that was manufactured in York, Pennsylvania. And then that air is transmitted down a duct to a terminal unit that provides cooling for that individual room with the ultimate goal of providing 72 degree and 50% humidity for a parent that may spend the last two to five minutes of the child's life together. So that's an, that's a privilege. And so what I try to do is take, when people say, what does Johnson Controls do? That's what we do. And it, it's very meaningful. And I think it really helps connect when our, our field employees are out doing their tasks that the, uh, the mission's a lot higher than just maintaining a thermostat, maintaining a chill or a piece of equipment. You're, you're providing something that, that's very meaningful. You know, some other areas that I've got involved with personally, our, our, our local team has is really around diversity. And we think about where our country has gone in this last year. Uh, I feel very fortunate that we were on the front end of this thinking for different reasons years ago. And I will talk on the personal side you know, for me, I looked at my own self, um, not having a lot of diverse relationships and knowing how that was holding me back. Um, I got involved in two different groups in the last five years. The first one is the uh, Eastern Minority Supplier Development Council, the EMSDC. And I currently serve on the board. And what we do is we, uh, we certify minority companies. And this has allowed me to, number one, build personal relationships, but also from a business aspect, connect John's controls to high quality, diverse businesses. So then when we're subcontracting our work, we're actually pulling people in from the local community. And uh, I shared earlier about the school district where we're, we're using a local uh, diverse contractor. Again, that allows us to be stronger as an organization. And then Abe, uh, which is the American Association of Blacks and Energy, it's really a group that's been around for over 40 years founded during the energy crisis of the 70s, where there was no people of color around the table discussing energy policies. And this has allowed us from um, an energy perspective to really connect with um, diverse individuals and really have different levels of discussion around energy. And again, it's really helped my personal, I would talk about the, your, your inner circle and your outer circle. You know, I've got an outer circle of people now who really challenge me. And while my beliefs haven't changed, I can tell you, it definitely helps my outlook and how we look at situations when we've looked at how our country's gone this last year. You know, last one I'll kind of talk about is the ACP. It's the American Corporate Partnerships. And, you know, we're very thankful for our veteran. I've got a son who's an Army Ranger right now. And uh, so it hits close to home. But the uh, American Corporate Partnerships is a group where we actually mentor veterans that are getting ready to leave the military and go into the private sector and give us opportunities to really mentor these young men and women who are coming out to help them make that transition to the private sector a lot more uh, successful. So the one gentleman I'm, I'm currently mentoring right now, you know, we always go into these things thinking we're going to help somebody else. But like most things, I'm gaining a lot of um, satisfaction and I'm learning a lot through the process. So those are just a couple of areas where our team has really got involved and really helped giving back to the community. Well, Joe, you've certainly provided some powerful examples of how uh, businesses can affect you know, positive change in the community. You know, moving forward, whoa. what excites you about the direction of Johnson Controls? What, what does the future hold in store? 
Yeah, well, I, like I said, this is uh, we've gone through between going through this pandemic, a lot of the changes, you know, one thing this, for certain, the only thing constant life has changed. So, you know, I've already talked about some of the impact earlier about the carbon footprint and sustainability, but our continual focus on helping our customers maintain those goals. But really, as in through our, our merger with Tyco around health and safety, and as we continue to see, you know, integrated fire and security systems, just increase because a lot of our customers, there's a lot more concern around safety and security as well as property. And how do we make sure that buildings, not just from a, a threat perspective or fire, but now with pandemic in different areas, helping our customers provide these as well as integrate them into their, into their existing, um, in their, their existing system. So health and safety. And the last one I would kind of, kind of summarize under digitation, digitization and electrification, you know, in these two areas, we've seen technology. Again, I, I was talking to you guys before the call about, you know, starting 31 years ago in the company, you know, we, we still smoked in the office when we only had two computers. You know, the business is a lot different today. And really, we see as we've moved uh, a lot of the, the uh, technology within buildings, we're creating a lot of data. But how do we turn that data into information and that in- information into business decisions? Um you know, this past year, we've Johns Controls launched a platform called Open Blue, and what Open Blue is really going to allow our customers is to take a lot of these existing systems and new systems, and be able to operate their systems more sustainably, more safely by taking this data and really helping turn that into solid information for their individual business. Knowing that K twelve is different than healthcare, that's different than industrial manufacturing. They're going to be different, but we have to be able to help tailor that information for our customer. And I think the other thing I see is we've always been a strong leader in service, but just that really doubling down on that uh, that service area for growth. So we look at when we look at service, when we have a service relationship with a customer, that really allows us to really build that that strong local relationship. So you know, many times a customer will have a construction event, a large project. But that service relationship allows you to really maintain the uh, the relationship between those those uh, those construction events, um, and this is an area in service where really it's about the people development. So we think about our products, our people, and our processes. But in about eighty percent of the cases, many of our customers are maintained by our frontline employees. So the importance of making sure that. The, the things that we talked about here really are not only at the leadership level, but they get really driven through the entire organization because we talk about leadership. Um, we have fewer managers, but we have many leaders in the company. I look at a lot of our frontline field members, you know, through COVID and other situations, story after story of how they step up to serve our customers. But it's really those frontliners that are trusted advisors of our customers and making sure we continue to do that. And that only comes through a, a strong service relationship and service base. So, you know, again, moving that from where you might have been doing a calendar based method of service now, because we can connect to these to this equipment in a real time basis. Now we can do more outcome based service rather than calendar based. And that allows us to reduce the maintenance cost really well at the same time, extending the life of the equipment and providing the lowest energy costs. So those are some of just a, a highlight of the areas I'm just super excited about and knowing that, you know, um, as my mentor, John Maxwell tells me, the only hope of tomorrow of being better t- than today is growth. And I think that growth is both from a personal perspective, what are you reading? How are you developing yourself? 
but it was also as an organization. I don't, I don't think we can point to any successful organization that's not growing. And at Johnson Controls, our focus continues to be growth, you know, day on day, week after week. Thank you for listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. With almost 10,000 member organizations, the Pennsylvania Chamber advocates for job creation and greater prosperity across the Commonwealth. Visit our website at pachamber.org to learn more about us, our members, and how to become part of the statewide voice of business. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2021.